Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Hello and welcome back to Hoop Ball Hawks, the show here on Hoop Ball Network that is taking flight. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, August 25th. And before I get into this episode, I want to dedicate this episode to my late grandfather, Robert L. James, Sr., who recently just passed away this past weekend. So if you could keep my family in your thoughts and prayers through this time, as I will be heading out of town for the services after I record this episode, but wanted to leave you with this episode because outside of a a coaching hire that we're going to talk about, the schedule release happened on Friday, and I'm going to dive all into it and give my projections for the 2021-22 NBA season. So stay tuned for all of that. And we're going to cover it all after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. And before I get into the Hawks 2021-22 NBA regular season schedule, I'm going to talk about the coaching hire that was made just a couple days ago, and it was officially announced today as former NBA guard Nick Van Exel, well-known for his time with the Los Angeles Lakers, is now an assistant coach here for the Atlanta Hawks. 
He was feeling the spot vacated by Marlon Garnett, who is joining the Charlotte Hornets staff in an assistant coaching role. Nick Van Exel spent the last three seasons as an assistant for the Memphis Grizzlies. And this is his second stint, will be his second stint with the Atlanta Hawks, as he was a player development coach here in the early 2010s. So welcome back to Atlanta, Nick Van Exel. He has had a really good track record of developing guards in the league. And with, obviously, Trey Young, Cam Reddish can play the two, you know, Bogey, you have Kevin Herter, Sharif Cooper, obviously. There's a lot of guards that Van Exel can have a positive impact on on his roster. Nick Van Exel was a one-time All-Star here in the NBA, and he was an all-rookie team selection in 93-94. Played 13 years in the NBA, as I mentioned, the Lakers. Also played for the Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Golden State Warriors, the Trailblazers, and the San Antonio Spurs. So I think he's a great hire. I would love to continue to hear them specify his role on the team as far as what type of development he's doing. Uh, and there was a statement released by Coach Nick McMillan saying, since his playing career, referring to Nick Van Exel, has ended, Nick has been very successful in de helping develop young guards for the teams he's worked with, including having several all-stars under his belt. We feel here in Atlanta, he'll be a great addition, helping our young core guards continue to progress. So really excited to see what is going to come from this hire. And now it is time to talk all about the Hawks schedule this upcoming season. I'm very excited for this episode. I'm going to get some projections, talk about some key stretches throughout the season, and really kind of just dive into this season that the Hawks are about to embark. The schedule was released on Friday, August 20th. And as we know, the NBA season will tip off on Tuesday, October 19th. The Hawks will have their season and home opener on Thursday, October 21st a week after their last preseason game, as they welcome the Dallas Mavericks on TNT here to the State Farm Arena for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tip. I'm going to talk over some highlights of the schedule for the Atlanta Hawks this year. Last year, after having only five, four or five, depending on if you count NBA TV, national televised games, the Hawks have 19 national televised games this season. Four on TNT, two at home, two on the road. They obviously welcome the Dallas Mavericks to open the season. They will take on the Milwaukee Bucks on Martin Luther King Day this year on TNT. They have a road game up in Boston, and they have a road game up at Madison Square Garden against the New York Knicks on TNT. They have nine games on ESPN this year. They have a road game early in the season versus the New Orleans Pelicans. They have a road game against Brooklyn. Home matchups versus Philadelphia and Brooklyn. They obviously play the New York Knicks on Christmas Day on ESPN. They go to Los Angeles to take on the Lakers on ESPN. Home versus Boston. And last two ESPN games are both on the road at Dallas at the Milwaukee Bucks. Hawks have five NBA TV games at Philly. Home against Orlando. Home against Chicago, at Toronto, and home versus the Golden State Warriors. 
and they round out the national televised games, one on ABC, a Sunday game versus the Boston Celtics in February. And some more highlights for the regular season for the Hawks. Road opener will be a revenge game versus the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday, October 23rd. And it seems like deja vu, but the season finale for the Atlanta Hawks will once again be in H-Town against the Rockets on April 10th. As I mentioned before, in previous episode, the Hawks will play on Christmas Day for the first time since 1989 as they will take on the New York Knicks at noon to kick off the Christmas Day coverage on ESPN and their networks. Some stretches that are going to be ones that we definitely want to keep an eye on here on Hoopball Hawks and as Hawks fans. Four-game road trip out west early in the season in November. They take on the defending Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns, then followed by the Golden State Warriors. Klay Thompson will be back by then, but still a formidable team. Utah Jazz and round out that four-game road trip versus the Denver Nuggets. Certainly a measuring stick road trip for the Hawks. We're going to be watching that closely. They have a tough stretch late in December, early January. They have eight of nine games on the road. That includes the Christmas Day game versus the New York Knicks. And towards the latter half of that schedule, they have four games on the road out west, Portland, Sacramento, and then both the L.A. teams, starting with the Lakers and then the Clippers. So two tough stretches early in the season. Certainly the back half of the season does lend to success for the Hawks. But you got to play who's scheduled and you got to play them at the time that you're scheduled to play them. So we'll see what comes of those two stretches for the Atlanta Hawks. Typically, teams in the same conference, the Atlanta Hawks in our example, obviously being a Hawks program, will play each team in the East four times. However, they have four teams in the East as far as the Hawks and every team this year as far as interconference play will play four teams only three times instead of four in their own conference. When you hear the teams, I think the this will be beneficial for the Hawks as far as records are concerned. These are going to be great measuring stick matchups against these teams. And three of the four teams that they're only going to play three times were in the Eastern Conference semifinals last year, not including Atlanta. So the Four teams that the Hawks are only going to play three times. The Philadelphia 76ers, they have two road games in Philly, one here in Atlanta. They play the Brooklyn Nets twice here in Atlanta, once in Brooklyn. They play the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks twice here in Atlanta, once in Milwaukee. And last but certainly not least, the one team that did not make the Eastern Conference semifinals last year weren't even in the playoffs. The Detroit Pistons, they play the Pistons twice on the road and once here in Atlanta. One thing I wanted to talk about on the schedule, as we're going to talk about a lot during the season, back-to-backs. Back-to-backs are very, very important as far as when they are scheduled, and it typically depends on the health and status of the team when they have these back-to-backs. It's another thing to consider when making your projection for the Hawks this year. And typically teams 
split back-to-backs. Win one, lose one. That is the, I would say, the bare minimum of what you want in a back-to-back. Obviously, you don't want to lose back-to-back games because that can compound the problem and compound to a bigger problem in a bigger losing streak. But you hope to split, but obviously, the goal is to win back-to-backs. Last year, the Hawks had 18 back-to-backs, and the Hawks were 24-22 and 22 in those games. And we're going to dive a little bit more into what happened last year and then foreshadow into this year. So last year, the Hawks, in back-to-backs where they won both games, that happened four times last year. And all four of those times were when Nate McMillan was the interim head coach for the Hawks. So all the times... They won back-to-back games last year. Nick McMillan was the head coach. Obviously, Nate McMillan has removed the interim tag, and he is the head coach for the Atlanta Hawks for this 2021-22 season. So it hopefully bodes well that they have some continuity, they trust Nate McMillan, and they had success last year in back-to-backs with him. Last year, the Hawks lost both games in a back-to-back three times. All three of those times were under the former head coach, Lloyd Pierce. And last year, the Hawks split back-to-back games eight times, three times under Lloyd Pierce, and five under Nate McMillan. And if you're keeping track of the record between Nate McMillan and Lloyd Pierce last year, Lloyd Pierce was 3-9 and nine in back-to-backs as the head coach for the Hawks last year. And on the flip side, Nate McMillan was 21-13 and 13 in back-to-backs. No secret, the Hawks did better under Nate McMillan last year. And they definitely did better in back-to-backs under Nate McMillan and Lloyd Pierce. And I think that will carry into next season. Again, health and timing are a big part of winning back-to-backs or how you fare in back-to-backs. And obviously, what the other team is doing, are they slumping? Are they streaking as far as winning? Do they have injuries? The timing of when they play them. So, did they have a back-to-back? So, there's a lot of other factors that play into that. And I didn't dive into other teams' schedule when looking at the Hawks. I just looked at the Hawks in a silo, basically, when looking at the schedule. But certainly, as I said before, Having more back-to-back wins than back-to-back losses are a big reason as far as in the second half of the season under Nate McMillan of why the Hawks make the playoffs. And as I said, most times you hope for a split at worst. So looking for the Hawks to continue to take steps forward as a team, as a franchise, as young core and have fewer splits, hopefully fewer back-to-back losses and more back-to-back wins is what we can all hope for. This year, the Hawks have 14 back-to-back schedule, four less than last year. 10 of those 14 back-to-backs involve travel in between games. That is key to note if they are on the road, travel to home to play or vice versa. That is something to consider when looking at the schedule. Back-to-backs for this year, seven of the 14 back-to-backs for the Atlanta Hawks will take place before January. So before the new year even starts, they're going to have half their back-to-backs completed, which is going to definitely test those legs. And the Hawks are definitely going to get in shape sooner rather than later in in this NBA season. And out of the 14 back-to-backs, 11 of the 14 back-to-backs will take place before the All-Star break in February. 
And we're going to break down the back-to-backs that the Hawks have this year. The Hawks have one back-to-back in October on the road versus New Orleans for an ESPN game and then travel to Washington to take on the Wizards. I project that they win these two games. I think they win these two games. In November, there are four back-to-backs. The first one at Brooklyn on ESPN, and then they travel home to take on the Utah Jazz. Could be tough. I project a split. I think they drop the contest versus the Nets, and I think they surprise people and beat the Jazz at home. That being said, their next back-to-back is going to be at Golden State at Utah. I think they split that one. I think they beat Golden State early in the season on the road without Klay Thompson. Obviously, we're not discrediting Steph Curry. Steph Curry is going to do Steph Curry things. But I think they beat the Golden State Warriors. And I think the Utah Jazz get revenge at home against the Hawks. So I think they split that one. Next, back-to-back, both games at home. The Milwaukee Bucks, the defending NBA champion. And then they take on the Orlando Magic the next night. I think the Hawks get revenge against the Bucks. Jazz to be at home. The team that knocked them out, obviously, of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I think they win that game, and then they win. I think it's going to be closer than people think on the second half of a back-to-back. It's probably going to be an emotional night against the Bucks, but I think they pull it out against the Orlando Magic, win by 9 to 11 points. And then the last back-to-back in November at the Memphis Grizzlies, and then travel back here to Atlanta to take on our new developed rival, New York Knicks, here in Atlanta. Hawks have two back-to-backs in December, home versus Charlotte, and then travel up to Kodak, Minnesota, to take on the T-Wolves. I think they win both of those matchups. And then the second back-to-back in December, home versus the Orlando Magic on NBA TV, and then travel up to the city of brotherly love where there's no love lost between the 76ers and the Hawks. And I project they split this back-to-back. I think they beat the Orlando Magic, and I think Philadelphia gets them on the road. Added motivation, obviously, because the Hawks bounced the 76ers out of the playoffs last year. They have two back-to-backs in January on the road against the Miami Heat, and then Travel up to Atlanta to take on the New York Knicks again. I think they split that one. Lose to Miami. Beat the Knicks. And then the second back-to-back in January on the road in Charlotte. And then home versus Chicago. I think they win both of those games. February, they have two back-to-backs. Home versus the Phoenix Suns, as I mentioned. And then they are going to go on the road to take on the Toronto Raptors on NBA TV. I think playing at home, they're going to be up for uh, for the Suns. I think they win both of these games. Then second back-to-back in February before the All-Star break, home versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then travel down to Orlando to take on the Magic again. Play the Magic multiple times, three times already before All-Star break. I think they win both of those games. March, there are two back-to-backs. Home, both home games. Indiana, Portland. We'll see there. I think they beat Indiana. Portland could go either way especially when you got Dame Dollar, CJ Healthy. We'll see what happens. And then the second back-to-back they have in the month of March, on the road versus the New York Knicks on TNT, and then on the road versus the Detroit Pistons. think you beat the Pistons. I think on the road later in the season versus the Knicks, depending on how 
both teams are injury wise, health wise, and how they're trending. That could be a very tough matchup. Like I said, I'm not saying the Knicks are a slouch that we should beat them every time. You hope to beat the Knicks every time, but it's a rivalry for a reason. They're going to be on national television quite a bit this season. So you want good matchups out of those two teams. And in April, before the season ends, the Hawks will have one back-to-back on the road versus Toronto and then travel back here to Atlanta to take on the Washington Wizards. My projection this year in back-to-backs, and as I said last year, the Hawks were 24-22, and 22, a little above 500 in back-to-backs. I think they have an improvement having a full year under Nate McMillan as their head coach. I think they go 26-14 and 14 in back-to-backs this year to improve five wins from last year in that regard. And I think that's going to go a long way to, like I said, how successful I think the Hawks will be this year. And their post-All-Star break schedule is pretty favorable. I mean, looking at it right now, there are one... Well, Chicago on the road... Is a game after the All-Star break. Chicago's a different team this year. We'll see there. They play the Toronto Raptors twice, once at home, once on the road. I think you win both of those. Boston on the road for that ABC Sunday afternoon game that I mentioned earlier in the program. They play Washington twice, home and road right there. I think you win both of those games. You play Detroit twice on the road. I think you win both of those games. The one road game up in Milwaukee is in this stretch. I think Milwaukee does take that one. The Clippers at home could go either way, but I'm going to give the nod to the Hawks there. They're not going to have Kawhi, Paul George. Obviously, Paul George did step up, and so the other players did for the Clippers in the playoffs last year, getting to the Western Conference Finals. But being at home, Kawhi probably not going to be available that game. And I think... By this point in the season, the Hawks will have jailed enough with the new pieces. And we would have seen leaps and bounds as far as growth in the young core by then, hopefully, barring health. I think they take care of business against the Clippers. They play the Pacers twice, once at home, once on the road. I think they win both of those games. Portland at home, I think they get that one. Once on the road at Charlotte, obviously a divisional opponent. Going to be tough. I think they win that one. Memphis at home, I think you win. New Orleans at home, I think you win. On the road to the Knicks, could go either way, depending on how both teams are. Home against the Golden State Warriors is going to be tough. Klay Thompson should be back by then. We'll see how he is once, obviously, the Warriors do roll into town. So that could go either way. They play the Oklahoma City Thunder on the road. I think that's a win. They got the Brooklyn Nets once at home. Could go either way. Probably going to give the nod to Brooklyn, depending on health of that team. Miami wants in a row. That's going to be tough. Could go either way. And then you end with the Houston Rockets. So going through the schedule, I project it post-All-Star break. I think the Hawks finish 16-6. and six. As I said, there's a lot of winnable games in that stretch post-All-Star break. Obviously, we got to see how all these teams play out throughout the regular season because there could be some surprises there. I mean, I think Houston is, you know, there are they are what they are at this point. Houston, but Portland, you don't know. Indiana, you really don't know. Charlotte, we'll see. Obviously, he had success last year, but year two, more people, you know, eyes on Charlotte, how they do. Memphis, getting to the playoffs, having a taste 
How are they going to be late down the stretch? New Orleans is, a, I, I think New Orleans is a, has my home team. They are who they are at this point. And obviously the Clippers, I mean, Detroit's going to be bad. Washington, I don't have a lot of faith in, but they could surprise me. Toronto the same way. So some very, very winnable games post-All-Star break, but we have to see how it plays out. But right now, as things are right now, I project a 16-6 and finish post-All-Star break for the Hawks. That being said, my projection for the Hawks this year, bringing everybody back. John Collins is back. You know, Gallo, Trey obviously getting extended. Herter is in conversations for an extension. A healthy DeAndre Hunter, healthy Cam Reddish, Capella. Right now, the, the Hawks did what they were supposed to do this offseason, keep their young core intact, and they did that. They had a very successful offseason there. You add Gorgie Dang, DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright going to be the backup point guard, and I think he's going to be a really good backup point guard for the Hawks. Gorgie Dang, stretch five, and is going to take some of those minutes that Okongu would have, obviously, if he didn't have the labrum injury. Drafting Jalen Johnson, who I think is going to be an impact on the defensive end early right now. Obviously, Sharif Cooper will see. He's going to have a two-way contract. Probably not going to get a ton of clock this year, but that's why you bring in DeLon Wright. Hawks had a really successful offseason. Not a lot of people in the national media because there wasn't a lot of splash signings at all this offseason for the Hawks like last year. The Hawks just did what they were supposed to do quietly, and I think that's why they have their stretches. If they can get through the tough stretch December and January. December and January right now, I have the Hawks going 56-26, and 26. and if you do the math, that is is a winning percentage of 682 and i project them being the four seed in the east i think they get back obviously new york was the four seed last year and the hawks overtake that i think the i think they edge out the miami heat i think they edge out the miami heat and i project that they take on the heat as the five seed in the first round, I think it's going to be tough. I think their matchups the entire year between the Heat and the Hawks are going to be tough, closely contested battles. Lowry obviously being added to that team. They did lose Dragic and Precious Achua, who I was a fan of, but still think that they're going to be the fifth seed in the East, even though... And I'm going to talk a little bit about projections as far as who Vegas likes as far as winning the NBA title. I think the Hawks have more pieces still together as far as their core. And with some shuffling going on in Miami, obviously they're trying to win now. I don't blame them. You know, Pat Riley doesn't like mediocre losing seasons. He's going to do whatever it takes to make this team a playoff team. But I'm still going to give the Hawks a slight edge. Right now, Vegas gives the Atlanta Hawks 40 to 1 odds to win the NBA title this year, which are the 12th highest odds to win it all. And right now, ESPN Power Rankings have the Hawks ninth behind the Miami Heat at 8. Right now, the favorites to win it all are the Brooklyn Nets, followed by the Los Angeles Lakers, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. The Golden State Warriors at four, which is a surprise to some people. 
in the Phoenix Suns rounding out the top five. In the East, Vegas has four teams ahead of the Atlanta Hawks as far as odds to win it all. The Brooklyn Nets, as I mentioned, the defending champion Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Miami Heat. And in my opinion, I feel like it's going to go one Brooklyn, two Milwaukee, three Philadelphia this year. I think I put the Hawks at four and the Miami Heat at five. And I think six, seven, eight is going to be interesting. I think Chicago is going to get in. I think their ceiling, in my opinion, is the sixth seed in the East. But we'll see how things shake out there. But I'm holding firm, firm, sorry, 56-26, Hawks fourth in the East, going back to the playoffs. And when we get there, let's see what happens. Last year, I projected them to be in the first round, could see a second round, um, obviously Eastern Conference semifinals in them, but I was safe and said first round. I think the Hawks get back to the Eastern Conference semifinals, and I think it's going to be tough with Brooklyn being healthy, if they, if the Hawks are the four seed, they're going to have to take on Brooklyn. We take on Brooklyn, obviously, three times during the regular season. But I just feel like the Vegas got it right. I think Brooklyn's going to win the NBA Finals next year. I think so. And for those who are Lakers fans who listen to this program, I think the Lakers will win it the year after. And my bold projection is that Russ is going to take a, you know, considerably less contract in his second year in the Lakers have a little bit more cap room to add someone else alongside that cast. But I think Brooklyn wins it this year. And I think in a seven game series right now, I think Brooklyn edges us out in the Eastern conference semifinals next year. So I still, still a really good year I'm projecting. I think this is going to be a really big evaluation year as far as looking at the roster, looking at the pieces in place to say, Hey, who is going to be here for the long haul? How can we get better? How do these young pieces perform this year? Specifically, Herter, who is obviously looking to get an extension. Cam Reddish. I think DeAndre Hunter is going to stay for the long haul. I think you really evaluate Gallinari to see how healthy he is this year because he's going to be commanding a lot of money. And do you potentially... You know, move on from that. I think bogey is going to be an evaluation period. Pretty much anyone outside of Trey Young. I think John Collins is going to be a stay put. And Capella is going to be a stay put on his team. And obviously the rookies right now. But everyone else, I think, like I said, it was important to bring this team back together this year. Because you really want to see growth from last year to this year how they respond to higher expectations, more national televised games, a little bit more respect on their name, which they obviously deserve. But it's a different year. And like I said, they're going to be really looking at the team dynamic as far as what is going to be the pieces that's going to take us to the next level. Once I feel like, like I said, my opinion, Brooklyn and the Lakers duke it out and those rosters run their course. I think that's where Atlanta is trying to position themselves, continue to just knock at the door until they crack the glass ceiling that is the NBA Finals at some point. But this year is key. Last year was big as far as setting the foundation. The foundation has been set. Now it's time to continue to build upon the foundation, which they did, bringing in the young core back and keeping this team pretty much together. 
But now we're going to see how do we get better? Who's going to get better? What do we have with said player? And can we move them to get another player? I, I think that's a possibility. People are auditioning to stay with the Atlanta Hawks. And those who are going to fall short as far as on the list of staying with the Hawks could be bargaining chips for players in the future as far as if you want to add another max contract player, moving some of the bigger contracts that you have, i.e. Bogey, Gallo, add in a young player, whether it's Reddish or Herder, to sweeten the deal, some future picks, and get another star alongside Trey Young. So this year is going to be very, very important. That's why I want to see the success in the regular season, to see the growth as far as in the young core. Let's get back to the playoffs. Let's see how they respond in the playoffs to the teams that they will hopefully take on. And they have some big decisions to make next offseason. So with that, as I said before, 56 and 26, feel free to holler at your boy, like Stephen A. Smith, with your projections. What do you think? What do you see in certain parts of the schedule? Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Brad Jarrett. Six seven. That is Brad J A R R E T T six seven. And if you love what you heard from me, give us five stars. Give us a great review. Share it. Tell everybody, everybody, Hawks fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans, NBA fans, whoever. Before this season starts, we're going to continue to give you content. Continue to preview and foreshadow the upcoming season. But get everybody who wants to be on board on this Hawks bandwagon right now. Refer them to this podcast so they can be on the bandwagon for Hoopball Hawks because this show continues to take off. And follow us and tell your friends to follow us on Twitter at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. I am so excited for the 2021-22 season. I hope you are too. Remember, Hit your boy up with your projections, and we will see you next time here on Hoop All Hawks. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.